0: Our reading this morning comes from the book of Psalms, the 19th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Listen to the word of the Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at the end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever the laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the calm. Our New Testament reading is from the book of Colossians, the second chapter, verses 16 through 19. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink, or of of, of observing festivals, new moons, or sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone disqualify you insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels Dwelling on the visions puffed up with, without cause by human way of thinking, and do not hold, do not hold him fast to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments, sinews, grows with the growth that is from God.
1: Thank you, Charles. Uh, Charles Nyaga is a member of our church and he is actually, a, um, I had a um, commission from our executive presbyter, our mission coordinator, Reverend Blackwell, to make sure that he was going to be okay for the next few months and whatever needs to happen for you to continue at Grady at your call, we're there to help him. He is a chaplain at Grady and I have asked, I, I'm going to make this public, Charles, you're stuck. Uh, he's going to be doing some teachings also in Bible school fairly soon. And we're looking forward for Charles teaching the word uh, with us and amongst us. If you remember, for this month, we are dealing basically uh, with the concept of diversity and, and things that are not what I'm accustomed to and things that are not what I am used to, diversity. And our main story that we have chosen to explain to us a little bit about diversity is the story in the book of Acts chapter 10 when when. Peter was actually hungry up in the roof of a house while somebody was cooking some good Jewish food for him, and, and this mantle came down from heaven. God had redeemed all things, all foods. All peoples, because the next experience that Peter is going to have is not having a pork roast Puerto Rican style, but he's going to be actually preaching the gospel to a group of Gentiles, Romans, that first of all, he wasn't even supposed to set foot in their house. But he understands that he's supposed to do that before God. And he goes to the house of Cornelius. He preaches the gospel to the, to the Gentiles. And we found out that the word Gentiles in the Greek is translated more like ethnos. He preached to all the ethnics that were there in, in Cornelius' house. And the Spirit of God, by all means, fell upon them. And Peter begins to understand that the gospel... Is not only for the Jew, but for all people that come to Christ. That's what he discovers. Now, I have a doctor, a good doctor, standing behind me, uh, sitting behind me, and, and, and I would also like to say that Doctor, would we agree that all healthy organisms tend to grow? Amen. All healthy organisms tend to grow. Uh, and, and one of the things that God is, is amazing in God's grace and mercy and abundance to us creatures is that He not only gave us good creation, as we see in the first panel from last week, that God gave us mountains and rivers and gave us flowers and plants and different kinds of weather, snow and tropical caves and valleys and, and all sorts of environments that we can thrive in. But God also has given us Plenty of good nutrition. Do you realize that the food that somebody eats in China is very, very different than the food that I eat here in Georgia? And guess what? The person is healthy. Amazing. Can you believe that the Mexican tacos are foreign food in Puerto Rico? Yes, they are. Puerto Ricans do not eat Mexican food. You got it, guys? Okay. Neither do Cubans or Dominicans. Neither do Colombians or Argentinians, for that matter. What Mexican eat is eaten in Mexico shared by some other cultures nearby, including Texas, right? (laughs) Well, they call it what? (laughs) Tex-Mex, right? And it's good stuff, isn't it? The great heavy sauces of the Alps made with succulent cheese. Mm, For those fondue parties. Good stuff, people. Especially with a wide variety of breads. From the Mexican tortilla to the pani from the, from the, the, the Indian, the rice breads. From the African flat breads to the Hindu breads to the pumpernickel to the French. Yeah. The to the raw. All of them are good and they're all good for whoever happens to eat them in their area. We are blessed in some places in the States, uh, hopefully more and more in Georgia, where we drive around and we not only find good American food like churches and McDonald's and that kind of stuff, but we also find some food from other parts of the world besides Mexican food. Which I like, but I need a Puerto Rican restaurant nearby. Come to my house. But that's the diversity and God has actually blessed us with a diversity of foods and nutrients, then we human beings, because we have that fingerprint, that little DNA from God that makes us to be creative, we put things together like pecans, along with what? With, with corn syrup. And what comes out of that? A, a divinity candy. I have a degree in that. If you go, I, I can prove it to you. I have a, 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 in, in my wall, there is a diploma that says Masters of Divinity. People say, what is that? I tell them, I can make very good divinity candy, man. I mastered in that. Uh, (laughs) My wife thought that that would allow me to walk two inches above the ground. But no, it allows me to walk on water once it's frozen. (laughs) But God has allowed us and given us these amazing things that we can make cookies with. Flour and sugar and chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate, man, I tell you, it's my thing. And, and, and remember the rule, the first rule that I imposed in this church? Helen and Helen, this was the first rule I put here. Anybody that brings anything with chocolate from those doors, it has to go through my office for quality assurance and check. <laughs> That's the first rule we put in this church. But God is gracious in providing us all those foods, from the pasta to the rices to the breads to the meats to the poultries. The insects, people eat insects. I do by accident when I was riding a motorcycle. <laughs> Writers do that, right, Carol? Yeah. Instant protein comes in. You see, but we also have the fish, which I'm dabbling into. I got to confess to you that while I was in the island a few weeks ago in Puerto Rico, I caught a -a -a mahi mahi and I dabbled into it. And it wasn't that bad, Charlie. I ate fish. Hey, if I got to teach about diversity, I got to stretch a little bit myself, right? So God is faithfulness and he's providing all those wonderful things, including roots and leaves, fruits and canes, mushrooms, cheeses, wines and brew. Oh, yeah. God provides nourishment, not only for our bodies, which is what we're talking about, but God in God's mercy and God's wisdom and, and great love towards you and I also provides nourishment to our souls also provides nourishment to our spirits. Actually, God does not only care about your body, God cares about your entire being, your spirit, your soul, and your body. And it is difficult to talk about the three elements or the three parts because they're all intertwined, they're all one. Yet they are different manifestations of ourselves. You see, God provided for our souls, God has provided in creation, God has given us the colors. Can you imagine the world in black and white? You have, you have what's called what. You can see all sorts of colors.
0: Yeah, I get
1: No, he don't. You see, but, but he but but the, but God has given us the whole diverse of feelings, and emotions to experience, from those who inspire us and uplift us, to those who drag us down, and could be liabilities in our lives. God's beauty in music. What's church music? What's what, what's church music? Well, let me tell you one thing for Martin Luther, it depends who you ask. Because if you ask Martin Luther, for Martin Luther had the statement, why should Satan have the best tunes? Yeah. And we sing that classic hymn, Our Fortress is our God. Guess what? The music comes from the bars. It was bar music. Our mighty fortress, the music, came from the bars. And guess where this thing came from? It wasn't in the heavens. It wasn't in the temple. I'm talking about the organ. The story is told that in 1901, the nine elders of First Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh were lined up in the back a Monday morning. They had taken the morning off from their duties. Some was a doctor, other engineers, and other works for corporations like... Mellon and Carnegie in Pittsburgh. And they were dismayed because right in the back of their chancel there were people destroying the chancel because they were putting the first organ, pipe organ at First Presbyterian Church. And it was voted down by session three times. And I don't know what Dale Carnegie do, but he got it through session, and it was put up there. Maybe it was the endowment. You can do anything with a nice $5 million endowment, Mm -hmm. which he did. And the organ, pipe organ, was placed in First Presbyterian. Oh, the people were dismayed. People were horrified. Why are they bringing that bar instrument into the church? God has blessed us with a variety of music, which, by the way, begins with God. God has blessed us with relationships and friends, with time to relax, Time to have fun. Time to produce. Time to be tired. God has blessed us with our senses. And if you ask ourselves, how many senses are there? And we talk about, right, wrong. Today you ask kids how many senses are there and they have something like a sense of time. (laughs) They can come up with 13 or 15 different senses they have. A sense of fear. So they're not only talking about those senses, the five physical senses, they're also talking about Soul, emotional, psychological senses. We have dreams and visions and good expectations. We have fears and pains and we have to sacrifice. We have challenges. People, we have valleys, we have mountaintop experiences, and we have periods in the desert. All with God or without God, you choose who's going to be your companion in this experience of life. You see, God provides nourishment not only for the body and not only for the soul. But God also provides nourishment for our spirit. For it is what's born again when we are come to Christ, when we have come to Christ. Nicodemus asked the Lord, How can I be born again and go back into my mom's womb? It's impossible, said the Lord Jesus. But you must be born again of water. And spirit, meaning that that is what is born in us that died in Eden was our spirit, our capacity to relate one-on-one to God, our capacity to have that one-on-one communication with God from spirit to spirit. That is what God has done for us. And when we come to Jesus, God doesn't expect us to be infant for the rest of our walk in Christ. God expects us to grow, to mature. God expects us that our faith will grow more than the grain of mustard that he talks about in the parable. God wishes for people to grow in Jesus, to know more about Jesus, to become like Jesus. When when we're confronted with issues out there in life of lack of job, changes in our lives, changes in our health, instead of going fret, which we can. We can fret. We can panic. But the difference is that once we panic and we fret, do we stay there in that agony? Or do we seek the faith do we seek the grace and the strength to shift, to change, to a life of faithless, to a life of faith? Judy Curley and Madeline and Max have not told me this. But that was a choice they had to face. To either give up or with the faith that God has given them. Pick up and move forward in faith. In the truth of God in the trusting of what Jesus has promised. And it's not an easy thing to do, but it helps us to grow. It helps us to mature. It helps us to be better husbands. It helps us to be better wives. It helps us to be better parents. It helps us to be better friends. It basically equips us to be witnesses of Jesus Christ in our community. God not only nourishes us through Scripture, through Spirit, through experiences, but also nourishes us with our relationship with one another. We are learning as the committees and the teams and the groups are coming together, we're learning how difficult it is to shed to shed the stuff from the past. But you know what's the beauty of it? That we're aware of it. That we are aware that the past ways of doing church need to be shed, need to be peeled away, and we need to discover a new way of being a vibrant. Relevant community of Jesus Christ in this community. We're moving in that direction. We're just beginning. Three months, four months, that's all. And we see God working in our lives. We see how God is bringing people from other traditions. From other ways of seeing God. And that's okay. You don't have to think like I think. But you must love me. And I will love you. As God has loved us unconditionally. We are dreaming of this church to be a community of not only white Euro-Americans, but also Hispanics, African-American, African-origin immigrants, Asians. And guess what? Aliens, if they come. With the big eyes. With the big eyes. You see? And we will love you. We will learn to love you with the good, with the bad, and even the ugly. We'll get dirty in the name of the Lord. We'll go down in the river and get muddy. Like the shoes I didn't bring today, I forgot to clean them. I brought mud from Puerto Rico. Agriculture didn't catch that one. But God has called us to be one family. God has called us to be one family, and God is providing for each one of us, not only in food and in diversity of the food that we see, but also in the diversity of where we come from, from state, from regions, from countries, the different languages that we speak in this community. I think we are now going to about six or seven different languages that we speak in this community. And we praise God because we are in the right place at the right time. For to build a community where God is manifesting God's desire for, a people of many, for peoples from many countries to become one in Christ. You see, God desires for Christians to become mature, not to stay babies. And for that we have Bible studies, for that we have all those opportunities. But guess what? You can go to McDonald's every day in your life, and like you've heard me, never become a hamburger. Unless you put yourself to the meat grinder. Ruin my appetite. But guess what? As we come to church, as we come to our different gatherings, let us be aware that the main task that we are to do is to die to ourselves, surrender our opinions, die to our expectations, shed the past. And look forward, imagine, dream and envision a future with the great diversity that God has created us. And God is allowing us in this little corner of Cobb County to experience. It doesn't happen in Rome or way up perhaps in Blue Ridge. But God's allowing us to experience it here. Thus, we must respond. As we heard in scripture being read this today and, and last week. And God created all things. Of all kinds, of all species. And God said, it was good. God bless you. As we continue in our worship time, let us have a moment of reflection. God gave us diversity to enjoy. God gave us diversity so that we don't become complacent. God gave us diversity of experiences in life so that we may grow, mature, not only our bodies, but our souls, our minds, and our spirit. Thank you, Lord, for calling us unto yourself, for calling us your children, for calling us by our names. Thank You, Lord, for placing Your Spirit in us, for inspiring us to seek more of You day by day. It takes time, but give us the strength, give us the will, give us the vision to continue changing, transforming, in such ways that we are no longer another church around the block, but we actually become transformed into the light of hope that is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. In whose name we pray, Amen and Amen.